Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks Thanks be to to God, who gives us victory, the victory, the victory, through our Lord Jesus Christ. And welcome back into the Living Victory Podcast. My name is Christian Conway. As always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Jonathan Krauss and Max Keene. How are you guys doing this week? I'm I'm good. I'm very tired, though. But last night was a good night. Got to hang out with some guys in my section who are super cool. But yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm also pretty exhausted. I had two exams this week. And I have some more exams coming up next week. Um, thank God for the weekend that it's giving me a little bit of break, uh, a little bit of break for my sanity. And hopefully I'll be able to get out and see some friends this weekend because it's been it's been a long couple weeks of just staying inside and grinding out school. So honestly, some human interaction would be awesome right now outside of uh, outside of my little home. <laughs> so. It's it's uh it's good though. Um, God is faithful. There's nothing much else I can say. I can't complain. Yeah, for you guys, it's the the schoolwork that's keeping you from your friends. But for me, it's the lockdown that Guam continues to be under. Guam is is under lockdown. We just just this week, the governor changed like just loosened the restrictions just a little bit, so we can now do outdoor dining as long as you're not with anybody that's outside your household. Um, but you can't do any, you can't go into restaurants. You can't um, do anything with anybody that doesn't live in your household. So it's things, just as things are starting to loosen up in the States, things are, are still locked down here. Um, but like Jonathan said, God is good. God is faithful through it all. And even, even in these hard times when it, we can't see friends, um, you can see how God is working and how God is, is making things happen. And he's still using this whole situation to, to glorify himself and to, to spread his gospel. So Christian, with things like this happening with COVID and with, you know, things that we don't enjoy, why do you think bad things happen in a world that God created when God is so good? Well, it's funny you say that because that happens to be the topic of our podcast today. It's almost like you knew what the topic of our podcast was going to be before we even started recording the episode. Wait, we we knew what we were doing? <laughs> <laughs> So like, uh, like Max said, today we're going to be looking at why does God allow evil and why does God allow pain and suffering in this world? Because this is a question that a lot of people ask about the Christian faith. They say, if, if God is who you say he is, if God is all loving and all powerful, then how can he allow evil to happen in this world? Because if we are his children whom he loves, why does he allow devastation like, like natural disasters and mass murders? Why does he allow these things? Why, why does he allow people to die early? Why does he allow children to die and parents to die when their kids are still young? This, this is a, a tipping point for a lot of people in their, their journey with God. They either were a Christian and were a believer and fell off when something bad happened in their life, or they were considering Christianity and something bad happened and it really just pushed them further away from, from the church. So we wanted to tackle this. It's a big issue. But while we're doing our apologetic series, we wanted to make sure that we touch on this because this is one of, if not the most asked question uh, within Christianity. So we wanted to make sure that we can help you guys see the biblical perspective on this topic. We can show you what the Bible says about this, what the Bible teaches us about God and how he can remain true to his character while also allowing pain and suffering in this world. So I'm, I'm really excited to get into it today. Yeah, I remember the very first time I tried um, sharing the gospel with somebody. Um, I was on Clash of Clans, and you know, if if you know what that is, you try and recruit people to come to your clan. And um, this guy, we ended up talking about church, and uh, he talked about how he doesn't believe in God. He doesn't. Um, he doesn't go to church. He maybe even hates God because the last time he was in a church, his parents died um, in a fire. And so I was just kind of shocked like that or from that, just like, oh, wow, man, like 
that's hard to imagine, especially, you know, I was maybe 11 or 12 at the time. And to hear somebody say that, like, how do you even respond to that? Yeah, you can say, oh, but God is, God is good. He um, is there even in times of trouble. But man, that that's hard when you face questions like that. And so we want to try and cover like, okay, what are different ideas? Um, what does scripture say about pain and suffering? How can we share the gospel with somebody who's going through a hard time? And how do we help them um, understand who God is, allowing these things to happen and what can be gained uh, from hardships? And I know one of the first passages that comes to mind um, with, with this kind of a question, let me turn to it real quick, is James chapter 1 which says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work in you so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So basically, he's saying that trials are going to come your way, but ultimately, it's for the better. It's for your maturity, for your growth in your relationship with God if you're a Christian. We're supposed to get consider it joy because we know that we'll grow through that time. Yeah. And it's really hard. We know that that's the biblical truth. We know that the truth is that God uses those trials to, to build us, to build us bigger and stronger. Uh, you can just look at the book of Job. The story of Job is an entire book devoted to this idea that sometimes God allows trials to go through your life, but he builds you up stronger on the other side. And it's, it's a way uh, for us to grow in our faith because in those hard times, that's when we need God the most. We need him the most when we're, we're, we don't have the strength to go on or there's something that happens that just devastates us and it makes it difficult for us to continue to live our lives the way that we had been living our lives. And it's, it's easy to, to say that to somebody, but trying to understand that truth when something bad's happening, like if, if something bad happens to you, and then somebody tells you, oh, don't worry, God is going to use this for good. You're sitting there like, how can God use my parents dying for good? How can God use my my miscarriage for good? How can God use any of these things for good? And I, it's it's very hard to come up with examples that that put this into perspective. One thing I can think of that that sort of relates to it is when you give your child a shot, when you take your your young child into the doctor for vaccines. That child is too young to understand that them getting this vaccine is going to help help save them later on. It's going to help them not contract different diseases and viruses later on. But they can't understand that at that young age, but they trust you. They need to trust you that those vaccines are worth worth getting. The, the long-term benefit is worth the pain. And it's the same way with us um, as children of God, because God allows us to go through these trials and temptations. And you may be thinking, well, trials and temptations that we go through are much worse than a kid getting a shot. But really, if you think about it in the scope of eternity, the trials and temptations that we face on this earth are nothing compared to the eternity that we'll spend with God. Uh, One verse that I think of when I I say this is Romans 8, 18. In Romans chapter 8, verse 18, it says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. So just as a child getting a vaccine doesn't understand why you're making him go through this pain, you take him to this building so the stranger can poke a needle into his arm. But you know that this vaccine is better. It's what's best for the child long term. In the same way, God allows us to go through temptations and trials. He allows us to go through momentary times of distress and momentary trials in order to to help us grow our faith in him, but also to help us look forward to eternity, to, to being with him. So like I said earlier, it's not, it's not an easy thing when something bad happens to try to wrap your mind around how God could possibly use this for good. But we know, we have faith, like Romans 8.28 tells us, that God works all things for the good for those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose. So we as Christians, just like a lot of things in, in the Christian life, Going through trials and temptations 
are a time for us to first grow in our faith with God and second to trust that he is going to 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 bring us through to learn how to lean on him in those times of trial and those times of struggle so far we've definitely looked at some awesome scriptural truths behind you know even in um you know in this time of of trials and suffering that God is even using that for our sanctification that he uses these these hardships that we face to build our faith to to bring us closer in communion with him to help us to get to know God better um and we always have to keep in mind too that Jesus also uh experienced the the trials and hardships that we experience and he probably experienced them to the highest degree in every regard i mean Think about the suffering and and the pain that Jesus went through, um, not only in his in his life, but in, in his ministry and in, in his uh, his death and his resurrection and all of the physical pain involved with that. Not only that, but also spiritual, because he was separated from the Father on the cross. Um, I mean, he said, uh, "Why, Father, have you forsaken me?" I mean, it's it's just like he was separated from his dad. I mean, think about the pain and the and like the emotional hurt from that. So like physical, spiritual, emotional, Jesus went through all of this too. So we know that Jesus can relate to us, uh, which is such a beautiful thing. And But the the unfortunate thing is when you're, especially when you're sharing the gospel with people, when they bring up this question, they obviously don't, or most people struggling with this question are not believers. They're not Christians. And they probably won't uh, take any scriptures that you bring up. Um, though we know, we know scripture has power and we should always use it. Generally with them, you have to, you know, maybe use some logical arguments or maybe just bring up some logical points about why suffering would possibly exist in this world. And that's when we have to go really back to to the beginning, to the way God created everything. And to do this, uh, we look back in Genesis. Obviously, when God created Adam and Eve, he created us, uh, quote unquote, perfect. And we were in the garden and we were working. You could see that um, Adam and Eve were, were made to work, so they were working in the garden. Um, so work was originally pretty perfect. I do want to say that <laughs> just for anybody out there who's struggling with work right now, unfortunately. So, but obviously God gave Adam and Eve the choice, though he said, don't do it. They still had the choice to eat of the tree of, of good and evil. For anyone that doesn't know, Adam and Eve in the garden they could eat from anything from the garden except for the tree of good and evil or the tree of life. Um, God told them that they could not eat from this tree, right? But theoretically speaking, they had the choice to do it, whether God said not to or not. God gave them the ability to choose whether to accept his words and not eat from the tree of good and evil, or they could choose to reject God and eat of the tree of good and evil. And obviously we know that as the story progresses, um, Adam and Eve decided to sin against God. They decided to reject God's word and they chose to eat of the tree of good and evil. And this whole idea of choosing is where really where free will comes into play. So we have to get this, this down. We have to understand this. Love can only exist in a world where there is choice or love can only exist where there is free will. I know we've talked about this in in the podcasts, you know, some previous podcasts, but for there to be love, and we know that love is a choice, love is not a feeling, there has to be free will. And and Christian's going to elaborate this on this a little bit more in a second, because um, he's got a really good way of illustrating it. But just to introduce the topic, love can only exist where there's choice, and for there to be a choice, there has to be two things to choose from. So I really love the way that Dr. Ravi Zacharias talks about this. When Whenever he's asked this question, why does God allow pain and suffering? Why, why does God allow evil in the world? Why, in all of his goodness, why did he allow evil to exist in the world? Ravi Zacharias, he, he breaks it all down to, to a simple truth. He says, well, when God created the world, there are four possible worlds that he could have created. He could have first cre- he could have created nothing at all. That was his first option. His second option was to create a world where only good is possible. So good and evil both exist, but we are essentially automatons and we can only choose to do good. 
We don't even have the capability to choose to do bad. The third option is an amoral world where good and evil don't exist. All of our actions are neutral and there's nothing, there's nothing to choose between. Therefore, you can't do evil. The final world that he could have created is the world that we live in, the world where good and evil both exist and we have the freedom to choose between them. Now, what you'll notice is that of these four options that God could have chosen, the world that we live in is the only one where we have the ability to choose good over evil. Because in the world where we choose good, we where evil exists, but we have to choose good, there's no love, there's no choosing involved because we, we literally don't have the capability to, to make the wrong decision. Therefore, it takes all the value out of making the right decision. So in the world that we live in, or the world in which we live is the only one in which love is, po- is possible. Because love, in order to love somebody, you have to, or love somebody or love something, you have to be saying no to other alternatives. Think of marriage, for example. When you marry somebody, you are expressing your love to them because you are choosing to love them over everybody else in the world. When you choose to marry a guy or marry a girl, you are choosing that one person over all the other options in the world. That is why it means so much to love that person. But if you didn't have any other options, if you literally could not make another choice, then you wouldn't. it wouldn't be love. It wouldn't be choosing to love that person over choosing to not love them. So the world that we live in is the only one in which world is, or in which love is possible. And knowing God, we've talked about this in, in a couple past episodes, knowing that God is, God is love. We know this, the book of first John tells us that God is love. Uh, God is the Holy Trinity, like we talked about in our last episode. And the Holy Trinity is a community of love between God, uh, the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. They have been loving each other from eternity past, and they will be loving each other to eternity future. God created human, human beings to be a part of that love. God created human beings so he can love us and so that we can love him. And if he created the world in any other way besides the way he created it, then love would not be possible. So that's why we have the choice between evil and good, because it's only when you have that choice, when you have the ability to choose evil over good, that your choice to to do good or to love God over loving the world, that's when your choice really matters. When you choose not to love the world, you choose not to do evil, but instead you choose to love God and to do good. That is the world that he has put us in. That is why evil exists because evil exists so we can choose not to do it. And it seems like like a lot of people would say, well, why did God even put it there? It's like, it's like setting somebody up for failure. It's like telling a kid that they can't eat candy and then putting them in a candy show, in a candy store. But that's that's not what it is at all. God created this world because love Without love, you can't have God because God is love. The love is the, the, at the core of God. And so if God were to create a world in which love was not possible, he'd be, he'd be going away from his character. He would be saying that love is not important to him. And love is the most important thing to God. It's like Jesus told us the two most important commandments are to love God and to love your neighbor. He literally said that all of the law and the prophets are wrapped up in these two commandments, to love God and to love your neighbor. Love is so important in this world, and that's why God created it the way that he did. Now, there are some people out there that would say to this, well, okay, that makes sense. God obviously has a lot to do with love. God is love. So there has to be choice between two options because love is a choice. And obviously, without evil, we wouldn't know what good is. And without evil, we wouldn't know how to choose good. And without good, we wouldn't know how to choose evil. So there has to be two options. Okay, that makes sense. But why couldn't God you know, have the option, but stop these horrible things that happen, you know, just the really, really bad things, right? Well, this is where we have to ask ourselves, well, first of all, we're the ones who sinned against God, right? We're the ones who originally chose to reject God. And nowadays we know in our sin nature that we really choose to reject God all the time in our everyday lives. I mean, every time that we choose to sin, because sin is a choice, we really are choosing to reject God in that moment. Um, Christian or not Christian, I mean, if you're obviously if you're Christian, you're choosing to reject the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And then if you're a non-Christian, you're just choosing to reject God in general. So it's like there's a lot of choosing to reject God going on here. Now, God loves the world. We see that in John 3.16, like the most common Bible verse, God loves the world. And I'm going to take that to the to be the world. So why doesn't God stop the really, really bad things from happening or 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 just the really like the natural disaster accidents or stuff like that. Well, think about it like this. 
if if a man was pursuing a woman and the man was like, I really like you, we should go out or like go on a date with me or whatever. And the woman just keeps rejecting him. And the woman just keeps saying, no, I'm not interested. Let's just be friends. But the guy keeps pursuing her, keeps pursuing her, keeps pursuing her. Um, and the woman just keeps rejecting him, keeps rejecting him. And the woman just, you know, eventually says, she's like, look, look, let's just be friends. I'm totally uninterested romantically. Please stop. And the guy says, well, I, 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 I like you so much. I think I'm in love with you now. I'm in love with you. And I love you and I love you and let's get married. And like, I love you. And she still rejects him, still rejects him. And the, and the guy just keeps coming back. We would say that if that guy actually loved that woman, then he would do what? He would let her go. If you love something, you let it go, right? And God does the same thing with us. See, we keep choosing to reject him in so many things. We keep choosing to reject him in our daily lives. We reject him um, so much in terms of sin. And obviously God loves us so much that he loves us too much to make us love him back. That, that goes against the definition of love and that goes against the nature of God. So he loves us so much, we keep rejecting him, therefore he lets us go because of how much he loves us. I know it's, it's kind of a paradoxical thing to think about, but you have to understand that love is such a, it's almost like a fickle thing, but it's so beautiful because of the fact that it's a choice. And it's so beautiful that God loves us, except for the fact that we also have to make the choice to love God. If we're not making the choice to love God, then he's going to let us go because he loves us too much not to make us love him back. It's, it's definitely confusing. It's even confusing myself to say it out loud, to be honest. But it's really true. God loves you too much to force you to love him back. One thing I do want to say to that, though, is he doesn't, you know, he doesn't stop loving us or he doesn't um, get to the point where he won't let us come to him and run to him. He wants us to go to him, even though we reject him all the time. He still won't. He, there never comes a point where he's like, you know what? You rejected me too much. I'm done now. No, he's always there um, for those who want to know him, who want to have that relationship with him. Um, so we talked about why why bad things happen and how um, what a world would look like if we didn't have the choice. But now I want to ask you guys, um, and I'll share too, is how do you deal with, um, how do you deal with hard times and trials and pain? I know for me, just having somebody to talk to is really, really a great um, help for me. I know for Christian, like I've gone to him in times of hardship multiple times and um he has given me scripture he's talked to me he's been there for me during some of the hardest times of my life and so i think having somebody by your side um to go through this with you um not not to sort of drag them down with you but have them help build you up um and work with you in that hard time and also just reading the Psalms, um, reading about God and his love for us um, through the Psalms, that's that's a very powerful thing um, that I've seen in my life. But I want to ask you guys, too, what what are some things that you can do when you're going through hard times? I really agree with your point. I, I love that point that you always want to have people around you and it's very important to have Christian friends around you because if you are a believer in Christ and you want to center your life around him, then if you have non-Christian friends who are the people that you rely on in your times of hardship, they're going to point you to worldly ways to get through that struggle. They're going to point you to things of this world that are going to help you get through it. But what we as Christians know is that the best thing to help you get through any time of struggle is God. It's reading his word. It's talking to him. It's, it's reading the promises that he gives us in scripture and a Christian friend will point you toward those promises. A non-Christian friend will not. So it's, it's good for us to have non-Christian friends. That's how we reach out to people. That's how we, we can build relationships with them. Jesus built relationships with, with non-believers, but 
the friends that are closest to us that we go to in our hardest times, those should be Christian friends because then they will help point you back to God, point you back to Christ. And like I, like I just said, going to God in prayer is one of the best things you can do. Because if you go to God in prayer, you're laying your problems out before him. Because that's one thing we know. God is all knowing. So God knows what your problems are. God knows whenever you come to him in prayer, God knows what you're going to say to him, what you're going to ask for. But the real, one of the real values of prayer is coming to God openly and honestly. And there's, there's a verse, I can't quite remember the reference uh, to the verse right now, but there's a verse that talks about laying yourself bare before the Lord. And the verse that says that, the, the term for laying yourself bare is actually the same term that was used for when a hunter would go out and find a deer and cut the deer open and unravel it so that its insides were completely revealed. And in the same way, we are to lay ourselves bare before the Lord. We are to, to, to open ourselves up and allow him to see all the struggles, the problems, the, the whatever is deep down inside of us, the whatever, whatever is in there that we don't necessarily want him to see. Um, Jonathan has a great illustration for this where your, your life is like a house. And sometimes when Jesus comes over to the house, there's, there's rooms that you want to show Jesus. You want to walk Jesus around the house and show him the good rooms, the rooms that look put together and well lit. But the rooms where you're hiding things, the, the parts of your life that you don't necessarily want Jesus to see, you pass over those and you, you make it to where Jesus doesn't see the messed up parts of your life. But that's not what the Bible calls us to do. The Bible calls us to open ourselves up before God, to allow him to see everything that's going on in our lives. And it's not only for him, but it's for us as well, because sometimes just being that honest with God and then going to the scriptures and reading his promises that no matter how messed up we are, no matter how, how many times we run away from him, he's still going to pursue us. No matter how many times we turn from him, he's still going to come after us. He's still going to help us through it all, no matter how much we reject him. That as long as we come back to him, he will help us through it. So it's just so encouraging to, to lay yourself open before the Lord, be so brutally honest, and then to see the promises that he makes to us that that he will love us, he'll carry us through, he'll give us the strength, he will be our rock and our foundation. So those those are some of the things that I find really helpful whenever I'm going through a time of struggle or a time of hardship. So this is just kind of a really funny thing that has happened. So Max brought up talking to other believers and Christian brought up like really focusing on scripture and, and focusing on praying to God. And the first thing that I thought of when Max asked the question was praying out loud to God, uh, like you were talking to another person. So it kind of just, it, it is a, it's just kind of funny that you guys brought up those two things. And then I was just thinking about something that kind of infused both of them. Um, yes. Yeah, so something that I really liked to do when I'm, you know, my heart is kind of in distress is, is literally just praying out loud um, to God and just pouring out your heart uh, towards him. Cause praying, praying out Lord loud is, it's just got a different, I don't know, a different vibe to it than praying in your head or, or just like praying in quiet. The praying in quiet also has its, you know, its benefits. And sometimes it's really beautiful to pray in quiet. But like when you're really in distress, it really, and for me, it really helps to, to like pour out my thoughts uh, out loud. And I was literally doing this um, last, uh, what was it, last week. Uh, I was coming home from, I was, it was a pretty long drive, uh, just under an hour and I was coming home and I just, I was just feeling a little bit down about life in general. Um, just about like how, uh, for me, life is kind of boring right now. It's just lots of, lots of school. Uh, other than that, there's really not much going on thanks to COVID, unfortunately. Um, but I have, praise God, I've gotten some, some more interactions with other human beings outside, you know, outside of my, like my roommates, but we're obviously my roommates and I, we do school together all the time. So it's, it's still involved with school. So, but praise God, I've gotten some interactions outside of school, uh, with other believers too. I know I, w I just went to a, uh, there's a small little group that met at a church and we were doing worship together and it was really awesome. Um, anyway, but I was, I was on my way home in the car and I just started like pouring out my heart out loud. Uh, I prayed for uh, it was a good while. Obviously, with my eyes open, everybody, I was driving with my eyes open. So, but this is just kind of something that has helped me 
um, in my walk with God is, is praying out loud because my thoughts are often so jumbled and unfocused that talking out loud helps me sort of pinpoint what I'm trying to say a little bit more. Um, and I feel like I can pray a little bit more accurately to what my heart is feeling and what's inside my soul. Um, and it, it's, I find it to be really helpful and, and really encouraging. And obviously I want to echo everything that Max and Christian said, talking to other believers, looking at God's word, spending time in prayer. Those are all like very, very vital things of um, a Christian walk. And especially when you're going through uh, the valleys rather than the mountains and other believe it like we didn't have other believers to fellowship with us and to um you know be our emotional support and and spiritual support it would this life would be a lot harder i'll tell you that and god has obviously made a system in which we could go to other people and him when we're dealing with with struggles and that's kind of that's we're talking about this why does god allow pain and suffering right and we sort of gone over like why pain and suffering might exist but really god uses pain and suffering to to build you or to break you and like it's kind of up to you whether you're going to get you're going to build yourself or you're going to break yourself are you going to choose to go to god and let him work a mighty work in you through this hard time or are you going to choose to reject god and try to figure it out yourself and god will always be there like max pointed out uh a second ago god's always going to be right at your door you know waiting and knocking waiting to come in question is are you going to let him in or are you going to go to him or are you just going to keep rejecting him and keep you know keep shutting your door to him um and trying to figure it out on your own and obviously we know uh as christians i know a lot of christians out there have experienced this like when we're not going to god about things they just start stacking they get worse and they get worse and they get worse until we go to the cross until we relieve ourselves on you know relieve our burdens at the feet of jesus christ that's really uh like without God, there's there's really no there's no relief um, without a lack of a better way of saying it. You know, without God and without Jesus, there's no relief. Yeah, actually, when you were saying that, it reminded me of a, a Matthew West song. This Matthew West song is called "Mended," and just the lyrics of this song really remind me of of what you were just saying. How when you're broken, you can make that choice to use that as a time to build yourself up toward God or to use that as a time to allow yourself to, to fall further from him and to just continue to break. And the song called Mended, uh, I'll just read some of the lyrics so you guys can get a feel for what it's saying. It says, When you see broken beyond repair, I see healing beyond belief. When you see too far gone, I see one step away from home. And when it says, when you see broken beyond re repair, I see healing beyond belief, what he's saying is, if somebody is is broken and you look at them and you see that some of their some of the parts of their life are kind of out of whack and things just don't seem to be going right for them some people can look at that it's like a glass half full glass half empty type of thing some people can look at that and see man this person has is so far from from perfect so far from this the standard that I want to hold them to that they're just broken or you can say man I know how far this person fell and the fact that they're back where they are is is just a testimony to God's God's working in their life. And another lyric in the song, when you see nothing but damaged goods, I see something good in the making. I'm not finished yet. When you see wounded, I see mended. So that's the that's the chorus of the song that you might look at somebody and see damaged goods, but but somebody else can look at them and see that God is working in their life. He's just not done yet. God is is creating them into something good. We know that every believer is being sanctified. We're being brought into the, shaped into the image of Christ. And God is continually working on us. And uh, this this process, we know it's not gonna be it's not gonna be completed until the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter one, verse six uh, actually tells us this. It says, For I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So we know that God is working in each and every single believer. And some people might look at our lives and see, say, man, that person is really messed up. They're broken. They don't have their things together. But we know that God is working in our lives, that he's bringing us closer to him and he's, he's mending us and he is creating us into what he wants us to become. Looking at a couple um, scripture passages for seeing that in hard times, um, God can use it for his glory. Um, a couple that come to mind is the story of Joseph. 
um, where his brothers, they hated him and they um, sold him um, to be a slave. And when he was a slave, he worked hard and he did well. Um, but then he was framed um, for for wanting to um, be with his master's wife. Um, and you may think, like, he was doing good. He was serving God. He was doing a thing that he should have been doing, and yet it turned out evil and terrible. Um, and you may think, like, there are times where you where you're pursuing God, and then, um, and then something bad happens, and you're like, "Why? Why is this happening?" And then, so Joseph gets thrown into jail, and then is able to, or is able to interpret the dreams um, of Pharaoh, and helps the people um, in a famine. And helps them. He, God, um, helps him to interpret the dream to show that there's a famine coming, and he helps um, save the people. In in verse or in chapter fifty, verse twenty, um, Joseph says, "You intended to harm me." He's talking to his brothers who sold him to slavery, um, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And so you look at that and you think that life must have been hard to be sold into slavery, thrown into prison unjustly. But then to see what happens on the other side, God uses him to save many lives. And even look at Jesus, who did nothing wrong, and yet he was crucified for our sins. He died after living a perfect life. He was buried, but rose again. And because of that, we have assurance of our salvation because he was the perfect sacrifice for us. And so, yes, hard times are going to come, but God uses those hard times to bring glory to himself. And ultimately, we're just being used by him um, in amazing ways. And yeah, hard times come. They come all the time. But as Christians, we, we should be a light during those times and try to find joy in those times. There's going to be hurt, yeah. But seek to continue to pursue God during those times. And I know it's harder to say than to do, but... Keep seeking after him. And I think that's a common mistake when people look at Christianity. They assume that when you come to Jesus, life is supposed to be good. When you come to salvation in Jesus, that that Jesus was, you know, paving the way for us to have a good life, that he had, he paid the penalty that we didn't have to pay. That way we could live the easy life. And this is actually very far from the truth. Because the Bible gives us a clear message in the opposite direction. The Bible, uh, for example, First Timothy chapter three, or actually Second Timothy chapter three, verse twelve says, "Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted." In John chapter fifteen, Jesus says, uh, "Just as the world hated me, it will also hate you." And so we're coming after, we're, we're following in Jesus' footsteps, and Jesus says look guys, the world hated me. Like I lived in the world. I lived exactly all the things that I'm telling you to do. I have done and the world hated me for it. And so if we follow in Jesus footsteps, doing the things that he called us to do, why should we expect that anything will go differently for us than it did for him? We saw how he was treated because he lived a perfectly righteous life. So we as sinful human beings who are going to follow in his footsteps, do the best that we can living that righteous life. How, why should we expect that the world's going to treat us any differently? The closer we live, the closer we are to Jesus in our lives, the more rejected we are going to be by this world because the world centers around a philosophy that's opposite of Jesus philosophy. Jesus philosophy is that we should love one another and love God with all that we are. The world's philosophy is that you should look at yourself first and do what's best for you. And as long as you're doing what's best for you, then you'll get ahead. 
and you need to get ahead because that's what that's what this life is about. This life is about success while you're here, while you're while you're here and now. And in order to achieve that success, you have to look at what's best for you and focus on that. And that should be your main priority. So the message that Jesus Christ gives us and the message that the world gives us are complete polar opposites. So if we live in a way that Jesus calls us to live, we know that the world is going to be like, man, why are you doing that? That's ridiculous. Why are you making that choice? You are so weird. You're so, you're such a freak. Why are you doing that? You should be like us. But we know that if we live as Jesus has called us to live and we fulfill his commandments, then we will be able to spend eternity with him. We'll have life, eternal life in the sun. And we praise God for this. Now, this entire episode, we've been operating under an assumption. And I want to take I want to take away that assumption and look at this whole conversation from a different lens. The assumption that we that most people come into this conversation with and that we approach this conversation with was the assumption that we as people deserve better than what God has given us. That God has given us this world full of evil, but because he is capable of giving us a world with with no evil, he should have done that and he is unjust for not giving us this world that he could have given us that does not have evil in it. But we're too focused with with that assumption. We're too focused on looking at what God hasn't done for us that he should have done for us rather than looking at what he has done for us that he should not have done for us. So we, we as, as I was saying in my last point, the world is so focused on themselves. Everything that the world, people of the world, everything that they focus on has them at the center of it. And it's the same way with this assumption. Of, of talking about God allowing evil into the world, that we start with the assumption that we are the center, that God should have given us what he, if God could have improved our situation, he should have because we deserve it. But that is so far from the truth. Like Jonathan said earlier, God created the world perfect. God created the world without sin, without suffering. And we human beings are the ones who messed it up. And a lot of people will say, well, I didn't mess it up. It was Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve messed it up. Therefore, I have a sin nature and now I have to, I sin. I can't get over it. But that's not true because the same decision that Adam and Eve were faced with in the garden, you are faced with every day. And every day you choose to turn from God and to sin, to do the things of the world rather than the things of God. So we, not only do we not deserve an evil free world, a world that's perfect. We don't deserve the world that God's given us. We deserve a world that is completely broken, completely flawed, that doesn't have any of God's grace or his mercy in it. But thank God he did not give us what we deserve. Because if God had given us what we deserve, the world would be a whole lot worse than it actually is. We should look at the things that we do not deserve that God has given us, like the sacrifice of his son. In James chapter one, we're told that every good and perfect gift is from above. Every good thing in this world comes from God and he gives it to us because of his grace and because of his mercy. Although we don't deserve it, he still gives it to us. Now, the question that we have been asking, why does God allow evil in this world, is the exact opposite of the question that we should be asking. The question that we should be asking is, why does God allow anything good to happen to us? If we don't deserve a single lick of good, why does God allow good to happen to us? And I I am a, a fan of hip hop music. And it's very as a Christian, it's very hard to find good Christian hip hop music. But one artist who has consistently produced good Christian hip hop music for years is Lecrae. And Lecrae has a very good song. He, one, of, one of the lyrics in his songs, I know I'm going back to the, the well of lyrics, song lyrics, Christian song lyrics, but this... Just this whole episode has reminded me of Christian song lyrics. And, and this is uh, another example of that, that this point that I just made is very well encapsulated in, in one of Lecrae's songs. The song is called Truth. And in the third verse of the song, he says this. Some say, how can God exist when all this evil stuff in the world keeps persisting? So the question that people ask is, how can God exist when all the evil stuff in the world is persisting, when there's all this evil stuff in the world? Lecrae goes on to say, wrong question. Ask again. How come God didn't let you feel the wrath from sin? So Lecrae is taking the question that people ask. How can God exist when all this evil stuff in the world is persisting? And he says, you're, you're asking the wrong question, dude. The, 
The question isn't how can God exist when evil stuff in the world is persisting. The question is, how does why doesn't God let you feel the wrath of sin? God has sent his son Jesus Christ so you and I don't feel the wrath of sin that we deserve. Jesus took that punishment for us. If anything in this world is not fair, what's not fair is that God allowed us a way out. That we all deserve this eternal punishment and God said, here's this other way. You can you can go on and take this eternal punishment or you can follow my son Jesus Christ and you can have your sins paid for. That is absolutely not fair. God is giving us this this gift that we can never repay, the greatest gift that anybody could ever give us through Jesus Christ's sacrifice. You and I deserve the penalty for sin. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Three chapters later, Romans chapter 6 verse 23 says, The wages of sin is death, and the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So the wages that you and I deserve is death. The wages that God has given us through Jesus Christ is eternal life. And it's a completely free gift. The only things we need to do to accept this gift are to have faith in Jesus Christ and to repent of our sins, to turn away from our sins, to start walking in the way that God's called us to walk. And we're not going to be perfect. We're going to do our best to try, but we're not going to be perfect. So you and I deserve a world full of sin and corruption and and complete and utter hell, for lack of a better term. But God has given us good things in this life. Not only has he given us good things in this life, he has given us eternal life. And I, I just, I can't overstate this enough because we have been asking this question for so many years, for centuries. Why does God allow bad things to happen in this world? When the real question we should be asking is, you and I deserve bad things. The question isn't, why does God allow the bad things to exist? The question is, why does God allow good things to exist? Why does God allow us to have breaks from all these bad things? Why does God give us eternal life? You and I deserve bad things for our sin. We deserve an eternal, an eternity of separation from God. But God has chosen to give you and to give me eternal life through his son, Jesus Christ, for free. That is, that is what we as Christians are focused on. That is the gospel message of Jesus Christ. That is what this whole show centers around. Like that, if, if you don't understand the, the, the sacrifice that Jesus Christ has given us, if you don't understand the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel that God has given us, the, the, the story of the Bible, the entire story of the Bible centers on the gospel message. And if, if you don't understand this gospel message, if you want to know more about this, or if you have any questions about this, please reach out to us. Please reach out to us on our emails, uh, Christian, Jonathan, or Max at livingvictorypodcast.com. Go to our website, livingvictorypodcast.com. Reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook at livingvictorypodcast. Please reach out to us. We want to talk to you. We want to help you guys with this. That's why we started this podcast, because of the amazing sacrifice that Jesus Christ made for us, the amazing gift of eternal life that Jesus Christ has given us. There's nothing greater. This is what we want to spread. We want to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. So if you have any questions, if you need any clarification, if you don't understand something about the gospel of Jesus Christ, please reach out to us. Please ask us your questions. We will answer them for you. We will help you see the plan of salvation that God has has prepared for humanity. We will help we will walk you through the Bible, show you God's plan for salvation, show you what it means, what what we need saving from, why we need a savior, who is that savior? What does it mean for Jesus to be our savior? And what do you need to do to accept that free gift that he's given us? This is so important, guys. There is like there is nothing in life that is more important than the gospel of Jesus Christ. So if you have any questions at all, if you're confused about anything at all, please reach out to us. We would love to help you. We would love to help help guide you through this and walk you through this and help you see the truth of God through his word and revealed in his son, Jesus Christ. All right, we've we've covered a lot of material in this podcast. Um, and this is this is honestly a question we've we've been wanting to cover for a while now. This this why does bad stuff kind of happen? Um, and this is really a Christian said this right at the beginning of the podcast. That this is a really large stumbling block to a lot of people. This question of of evil, um, and so it was really 
we are really excited to get into it because that's it's such a deep question and there's so many different ways that you can sort of attack it and angles that come at it from not only a christian scriptural point of view from a logical point of view um then there's uh christian at the end there use the i've actually never heard the um the this we're uh, operating under this assumption that god you know we deserve anything other than evil kind of thing and that was really really enlightening so just to do like a quick uh bam 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 summary kind of thing just so you guys can just a little review about what we've went over in this podcast we, we started off with some some scriptural truths behind uh you know how god can can build our faith through suffering that suffering is ultimately used for our sanctification and our growth in faith and then we sort of moved into uh, tackling this question of of why does evil exist in this world? Why does God allow evil to happen when He, uh, you know, has a good and loving nature? Um, and we sort of went through some logical arguments through 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 free choice. Um, and for you to have love, you have to have choice. And for there to be choice, there has to be two options. And so, therefore, without evil, you wouldn't know how to choose good. And without good, there wouldn't be evil. Um, and God loves us too much to force us to choose one or the other. Um, and so ultimately it's our choice whether we're going to love or do evil. And and God is, has put it that way because of his love nature. Um, it would go against his nature to force us to do um, anything. So uh, after that, we went into this sort of time of discussing, well, when there are hardships, what are some Christian and, and scriptural ways that we can uh you know, focus on God, focus on others to get through that. And, and we come up with some, we came up with some great, great ideas for you to do um, in times when you're struggling and you're going through hardships. Uh, Max brought up uh, talking to your Christian friends, really going to them, pouring out your heart to them. Um, make sure you're going to people that are going to point you to scripture, like Christian pointed out, because we know that scripture is, is so helpful and it helps us to really peer into what God has to say to us. And, then Christians really started to talk about how we can go to God in prayer. And then I even brought up how you can maybe even talk to God out loud in prayer because that has a little bit different of a, of a feel to it. And it's, it does have power in it. I will say that. And then finally, we kind of moved into this, this uh, last, last stage. The Christian was sort of talking about that. Well, even after asking that question, the only thing we really deserve is evil. The only thing we really deserve is bad. So the fact that we experience any good, the fact that God has created this amazing way for us to spend eternity with him through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ is, is mercy in and of itself. That it, that is the perfect picture of grace that God decided to not give us what we deserve, but give us a way for us to um, our wages of sin to become wages of righteousness because of Jesus Christ. And that is such a beautiful thing. And we praise God for that so much. So that's just a quick summary and review of, of what we've gone over in this podcast. I know that, uh, this question is is really deep, and, and you could talk about this question for hours, and we have already talked about it for almost an hour. And, and uh, I know our podcasts these days are, are getting longer, but that's because we're just getting into topics that really, to do them justice, we have to talk about them a little bit more in depth. And, it, and it's really been encouraging for us, and I hope it's been encouraging for you, um, for us going in these. So also, keep sending us your questions, guys. Um, we're getting uh, more and more questions about uh, just either things about Christianity or things about the world. And, and it's it's really awesome. We love communicating with you guys. We love getting into this community that we're sort of building. And um, keep sending those questions our way. We're promised that we'll find one way or another to answer those questions, whether it's on the podcast, whether it's through direct communication with you, um, through we're thinking about maybe in the future coming up with some other ways that we can answer questions um, because eventually we're probably end up getting too many questions to keep doing podcasts. Uh, on them, or we'll maybe do like a podcast a month to answer just specific questions from you guys. So we're still coming up with ideas to best uh, answer your guys' questions, but we guarantee you we will answer them in one way or another. Um, so please send those to us. Don't hesitate at all. Um, you guys know our contact emails. We leave them at the end of every podcast, and they're on our website as well. So go check those out. Send us questions, whether it's to each of us or um, each of us individually or, or all of us together really doesn't matter. Uh, it could be encouragements, could be prayer requests, could be um, things you're struggling with, really anything, anything you want, you talk to us. If your toothpaste went bad, we still would want to know, okay, maybe not your toothpaste going bad, but really just any kind of form of communication. We'd love to talk to you guys. We'd love to interact with you. 
So I, I've really enjoyed this podcast, guys. This this is such an important topic, and we as Christians need to know how to answer this question, not only for ourselves, but for other people to help walk other people through this same issue, this same problem. And Jonathan just just gave all of our plugs. Uh, we want to talk to you guys. You can reach out to us. Like I, I mentioned, all of our all of the ways you can contact us earlier in the podcast, Instagram, Facebook, our emails. Uh, I forgot to mention our general email is questions at livingvictorypodcast.com. We've been receiving questions over the past few weeks, and we are going to get to them. We will do another Q&A episode next week, just like we did last week, because we've, we've been receiving questions so much. And we thank you guys so much for, for doing that, for interacting with us, uh, because we want to make this a community of believers who can can connect with one another and who can grow in their faith by asking each other questions that, that build each other up. And just like the, the verse in Proverbs says, uh, just as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And that's, that's why God gives us community so that we can build each other up in his word and help each other, encourage one another to go on to loving good deeds, uh, living in, in God's word. And if you guys have gotten anything at all out of this podcast or any of our other podcasts, there are four things that you can do to really help us, really support us. Uh, the first two are completely free to you. The first one is to give us a rating and review on the the Apple uh, iTunes podcast or wherever you listen to your podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you could give us a rating and a review, five stars if you think we're worth it, that really helps us grow up the charts and helps our message of, of the gospel of Jesus Christ to get out there further. The second thing that you can do to help support us is share the episode with a friend. Share this episode with a friend. If you've had anybody who's ever asked you this question, or you know that somebody is struggling with a hard time in their life right now, you can share this episode with them. Uh, it, we have we have many episodes, uh, almost two dozen episodes. Actually, I think this is our 24th episode going back um, all the way to April. So if you guys could share this, this show with a friend, share any of our shows with your friends to help them, help encourage them in the Lord. Or if if you want to share the gospel with somebody, but you're not quite comfortable doing it yourself yet, you can share our, our shows with them. At the very beginning in April, we, we did an episode on what is the gospel. We spent an entire episode laying out the gospel, helping people understand what the gospel of Jesus Christ is. So you yourself can go back and listen to that episode, or you can you can share it with others. We'd love for you to share our show because that's how this show grows. This show is is only possible because of you guys. You guys are the real MVPs in this show, and we wouldn't be able to do it without you. So we thank you so much. Uh, the last two ways that you can support us, uh, the f- first one is donations. We've just opened up a donation platform. Uh, last week on the podcast was the first time that I announced it. I also announced it on our Instagram. It's uh, if you visit, you can either visit livingvictorypodcast.com slash donate, or you can visit paypal.me slash livingvictorypodcast. Either one of these will give you a direct link to donate to us. And really guys, any, any amount donation helps because like I said, you, this show is only possible because of you guys. And we promise our promise to you is that a hundred percent of your donations We'll go back into the show. We'll use them for advertising money. We'll use them to grow the show, and we won't we won't put any of it in our pockets. We'll make sure that all of you, the money that you donate goes straight back into the show, so we can advertise the show, that we can grow the show, and help more ears um, start listening to our podcast, so that we can spread the gospel of Jesus Christ further. And the final way that you can support us, uh, it's actually it also benefits you because that is our merchandise. We partnered up with a great company, victoriousco.apparel on Instagram. Uh, it's a great Christian Christian uh, apparel company based out of California. And we just, we we grew this partnership with them. We helped design a t-shirt and it's, I'm going to be honest, our merch is pretty sick. It has our logo on the front and on the back, it has uh, a cool design that says, uh, shine your light. And it's just like I say at the end of every podcast, just like Matthew 5, 16 tells us, that we have to shine our light before men so that they can see our good works and glorify our Father who is in heaven. And 10% of the don- or 10% of the proceeds that Victorious Co. gets from the t-shirts will go straight to us, help us advertise the podcast, help us grow the show. And really, we can't do it without you guys. So no matter how, no matter what you do to support us, even if all you do to support us is listen to the show, we are so grateful for you. We can't, we can't thank you enough for for sticking with us every week, for listening to the show and for just being with us and going on this journey with us. Cause, cause honestly, I love it. It's helping me grow in my faith. And I know uh, Jonathan and Max love it as well. So I just thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. You guys 
are the real OGs. Uh, as always, love each other and shine your light.